Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, our guest on the show today is Miss Jackie Lucas of Evolve Mindful Movement, coming to us from Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Jackie, what's going on? How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have you. I got a chance off air to ask a lot of my questions. So I have a pretty good idea of what Evolve Mindful Movement is. But for the people listening, Jackie, context is key here. Give us a quick description of your business before we venture down the route of exploring all that you do as a business owner. Tell us about Evolve Mindful Movement first and foremost. Sure. Thanks so much. Um, yes, we're a small movement studio based out of Portsmouth, New Hampshire, right on the coast. Um, and we focus on small group training and um, individual training sessions. Um, we have evolved, <laughs> as you as you can see, as, as I think everybody has in this industry, so much um, through the pandemic. You know, we've really learned to hone in on our strengths and um, refine what we do best. Um, and uh, you know, it's been. It's been a really exciting uh, past year, basically. You know, we're coming into the holiday seasons, looking into 2023. I can't believe we're here already. Um, Oof, but you and I both. It's a great opportunity to kind of look back at this past year, which feels like, you know, in some ways post-pandemic, um, you know, it's still with us, I guess, in a lot of ways. But uh, we've learned a lot and, and we've, we've, you know, we've changed, we've grown, um, and we've refined the business quite a bit. But um, you know, true to the original vision, it's small group um, classes and personal training. Um, the method is um, based on the original Lottie Burke method um, of BAR, and uh, it's it's a mind-body method, very similar to Pilates, but um, utilizing a ballet bar. Um, the creator of the method, Lottie Burke, she was a contemporary of, of uh, Joseph Pilates, so they were creating right around the same time. Um, and, and my method is very close to that, uh, you know, original vision of, of Lottie Burke. Um, it's mind, it's body, it's uh, very, very much um, mindset work, as well as physical um, fitness. And, and uh, you know, there's a strong focus on strength, as well as mobility and flexibility throughout the classes. So it's very, yeah. very well rounded, something that is extremely sustainable, which is one of the things that really drew me to it from the very beginning. And I think it keeps people committed and engaged. Sure. And so uh, something for everyone, I think, is is a way to describe this. We don't necessarily hone in on we only work with XYZ type of person. We can work right. with a wide variety as well as honoring the the lineage of the modality while not necessarily painting ourselves into a box you have your own sort of twists on that as well and so the artistic license and creativity becomes a an influence here take us back jackie i want to hear about the the origination of this you mentioned the pandemic we'll get to that here in a moment but take yeah. us ideally before that yeah not necessarily to the day that we opened the doors, take me to the day that the idea popped into your head. I'm going to open up my own studio. What was going on and, and what influenced all of this? Yeah, well, 
going way back, you know, in my personal history, I um, was trained in classical ballet from a very young age. So I was in dance studios all my life growing up. And I could have easily envisioned a career in dance, you know, all of my youth. Um, and so I always, you know, was watching teachers and studio owners Um, you know, doing it and sort of, you know, thinking maybe someday that could be me. Um, and, you know, I, I discovered more of a love for fitness overall beyond the dance world after having um, kids. And I have um, a 16-year-old and an 18-year-old now. And, you know, back when I was pregnant with my first I realized that, you know, there's so many people out there beyond the dance world that are, you know, have a love of movement and, you know, there's not always a easy outlet for that, um, you know, and some people that might not consider themselves athletes or particular, particularly athletic, um, you know, trying to find a place where they feel comfortable and welcome and, um, you know, where the, the movement is inspiring and it's fun and it's challenging and they, you know, see results and all those different layers. So, you know, through that process, I'd always contemplated, um, you know, some sort of studio of my own. Um, so right after- So this was, this was in the idea for a long time coming. Right? For a really, really long time in the idea formation phase. Um, and then, um, you know, after I had my kids, I took my first bar class. I very quickly decided I want to be certified to teach this. This is amazing. Um, and then again, you know, kind of came closer to think like, okay, this is something I could see myself doing passionately for many, many years, really. Um, the sustainability of the method ex was extremely appealing to me um, that, you know, it, it's a method that could extremely um, you know, challenge athletes and, you know, people that are used to be used to doing very, very rigorous, um, you know, programs, um, you know, crossfitters or people that run ultra marathons, you know, people that are into hardcore working out could be extremely challenged by the bar method, um, by the Lottie Burke method. And, you know, at the same time, you could have somebody coming in from a big injury or somebody coming in, you know, post-pregnancy or some Uh, stepped away from fitness for many years and and now wants to step back into it and and do so in a way that's you know can be modified and they could work into it at their own pace you know and and all these different people yep. come into this class and feel like they're getting a really awesome challenging workout and they're not going to get injured you know it's you know, the mindfulness aspect is huge in terms of just mindset work as well as just mindfulness in your movements to make sure that you're really working intentionally, engaging where you want to engage, relaxing where you decide to relax and being purposeful about that. So, you know, there's so many different layers, but, you know, to go back to your question, you know, the idea was there from a really young age of owning my own studio. Once I became certified in bar, um, you know, I taught a, a few different studios that other people um, ran and, you know, the idea just continued to clarify and crystallize. Yeah. And so this, this burning innate desire eventually manifests. When was it that we got the doors open on the studio or on the business? Yeah. That was in 2019. So just got in time it. to, 
Hit so, my side before the pandemic. <laughs> turned a it tough, off. tough time to, to open up a small business like this. And so pandemic aside, it's tough to ignore that. Uh, but I want to at least look back kind of philosophically here for a moment on your time as a business owner thus far, three, three plus years in business. What's been your favorite part about operating your own studio and what's been the toughest part about operating your own studio? You know, it's so funny. Um, somebody once said to me, another studio owner, that you'll be so surprised. Um, you, you have this idea that like all of your friends will like buy into your vision and, and understand it. And your friends are going to become your clients like naturally because you're so passionate about it. How could they not want to? Um, but in reality, your clients become your friends in a way. Uh -huh. Not that not that you lose your existing friends, but you know, more your clients become your friends more you spend than spend a lot more time around them. I'm sure spend a lot of time around them, and I think that you know, I I just think that's that's been my favorite part is just the friendships and the connections um, that I've made with people you know through the studio that I never would have otherwise crossed paths with who have you sure. know who have been so. Um, inspiring and they're just so dedicated to their practice and have really, you know, it's just so rewarding to see the incredible growth in, in strength and well-being and confidence and just see people, you know, after, you know, getting consistent, you know, and, and coming up for a while, it's like, wow, this person is transformed, not just physically, but just their whole energy is, is so much more um, filled with strength and clarity and, and it's just exciting to see it really, really is. So that's my favorite part. Yep. Yeah. And so that's, we love that, right? That it's, it's the reason that we open up businesses like this. Um, but you've been in the, the business ownership space and I don't think it's specific to your field, but anybody that's run a small business knows that there are bumps and, and bruises along the way. And, and it's not all, sunshine and rainbows all the time at least so flip that over what's been the most challenging for you as a business owner so far i i think the ups and downs of the pandemic really you know brought it into focus you know what's been more challenging than anything i think staffing is extremely challenging i had several yeah. of my staff members um you know decide that the pandemic was a great time to start a family <laughs> you know it's beautiful it's wonderful but having multiple instructors out on maternity leave for a large chunk of time you know it's it's tough it really is challenging to yeah. navigate and to meet everybody's needs and changing schedules and you know all that kind of thing i think that's one of the toughest pieces um yeah i think that's yeah, probably yeah. The biggest challenge and so as you mentioned right ups and downs of the pandemic it hit everybody depending on locality it hit everybody in a different way but everyone was affected to some degree yeah did you lose members along the way or were you able to retain um we definitely lost members that just were nervous about coming into the space um you know i think at the very beginning um you know there was this sense of it's going to be a couple weeks or maybe it's going to be a month and, you know, we'll two, round. two weeks. It's going to just zoom in and we're going to not miss a beat. And I think not just in this industry, but every industry, I think people suffer zoom fatigue in a big way and just felt like, oh, like I'm just not ready to come indoors and work out with a group of people, but I'm so sick of zoom. So I think that hit us after a while. Um, 
With that said, I think that this the pandemic had some silver linings for us um, in two ways that I can think of off the top of my head. First of all, um, the individual personal training aspect of the business wasn't yeah. a very big one when we first began. And I think coming through the pandemic, there were people that were really keen on um, continuing their consistent practice, but really didn't know if they wanted to come in with a group of people. So um, uh -huh. okay. it, it sparked the opportunity for more. Silver lining, right? Yeah. Definitely. Is that still a, a major focus for the business now? Yeah, it really is. And, you know, and for different reasons, not just because people didn't want to come in to work out in a group indoors, but just because um, it became so more offered more proactively and the uptake was really great um yeah. so i think that's a silver lining where we've seen growth in that area um and yeah. I, it's it's super enjoyable because you get a closer relationship with those clients and you could customize what you're doing a lot more and you know different people have different goals you can speak to the more individual goals and really help to accelerate of course yeah when you're working one-on-one -on -one. so that's great um, and then in terms of the other silver lining of the pandemic, if you will, um, bringing online classes, um, you know, we had everything okay. for a short period of time, like, like many, many, um, you know, studios and gyms, but we were able to keep that going and set it up in the studio in a way that, uh, you know, it's always an option. So if anybody wants to take class remotely, they can always zoom in, um, for any of them schedule so, so entirely new service offering that that somewhat frees us from physical capacity of the space as well as geographic limitations as well yeah. so uh yes. a much bigger fit or a much bigger pond to fish from as well sure. yeah um, and I think it's a great thing being that my expertise is a real niche you know i'm a very much a specialist in the area that that we offer um, you know, there's a lot of gyms that have bar classes and people were trained in bar, you know, there's weekend certifications, there's three-day certifications, there's week-long. Yep. Well, there's that's, that's not even specific to bar, that's fitness wide. So, board. you know, there's so many different ways you can become quote unquote certified, but, um, you know, I'm one of only a handful of people in North America that have gotten certified by. Esther Fairfax, she's the daughter of Lottie Burke, who was obviously the creator of the Lottie Burke method, the original bar classes. She's a um, really brilliant, innovative uh, professional ballet dancer back in the 1940s. Mm -hmm. and her original method is carried on, um, you know, by her daughter. And I, I took a training certification um, course with her daughter, Esther, uh, who is actually in her late, um, mid, mid late. I guess she was 84, um, so mid 80s when I when yeah. I took the course with her, and she was she was continuing to demo movements and you know and and lead classes in her studio at that time, which is just mind blowing and so inspiring. I thought yeah. to myself, gosh, okay, yeah, that's what I would dream of um, for myself when I'm in my 80s to be still doing this with yeah. confidence and flair. Um, so yeah, and so. Jackie, talk to me about the the rebound post-COVID. Eventually, people do want to come back in studio. So yeah. from a marketing standpoint, what 
let's do this. What worked well for you over the years and what maybe hasn't worked so well for you over the years? Sure. Um, well, we actually moved locations. I think that was okay. excellent. Um, just in terms of making the business work um, more profitably, having a smaller studio space actually proved advantageous that way. Um, so we have a smaller physical pet capacity per class, um, but we have an inf infinite capacity for people to zoom in. So we've yep. been offering that. Um, and then, like I said, more individual training. So the space is cozier, but it's more profitable. Um, and so, you know, really adjusting our messaging to focus on the fact that we're smaller as an advantage, as a purposeful differentiator. Um, you know, I think that yeah. worked out surprisingly well. It's not something that I would have envisioned prior to the pandemic, but you know, as much as some people may still have an appetite for getting into a gym with a ton of people and having a lot of choice and a lot of different variety, you know, I definitely appreciate the appeal of that. Um, you know, I think there's also a market for folks that really want something that's best in class, like really, really specialized, excellent at what they do. They do one thing, they do it super well, and it's going to be a small group of people where you get a lot of individualized attention or, you know, you can even one-on-one yep. -on -one sessions. Um, that's yep. sort of what has helped us um, with the rebound from, you know, the peak of the pandemic, if you will. Sure. And you mentioned amending the messaging a little bit. Yeah. How are we getting that message out? What channels are we yeah. trying to communicate with people on? So doing a lot on social media, um, doing quite a bit on Instagram as well as Facebook. You know, those have been the platforms that have worked the best. And I, I enjoy those because, you know, there's actually an opportunity for engagement. So we're not just speaking at people. We're trying to engage yeah. with them and, you know, hear from people about what resonates most and, um, you know, hear from folks about what they're looking um, for more of. Um, so, yeah. yeah, our social media activity has been super important. You know, we do consistent email marketing as well. And we have some, you know, print flyers and, you know, local print advertising and things like that. But I think the digital is, uh, you know, a lot more efficient and, and you could adjust your messaging on the fly as you, um, you know, as you continue to refine, um, you know, that's one of the other pluses of, of going sure. to Yeah. With the social media component of this, Jackie, I think it's important to clarify, has this, at least in the past or, or thus far, been entirely organic we're putting out content we're engaging with our audience or have you ever put any ad advertising money into this to expand that message yeah um we've tested some uh some social advertising for sure um but can't say we've gotten a really great return on the advertising as compared yeah. to the organic um i think the organic posting tends to be you know, just as engaging, if not more engaging, um, you know, sure. we're in a community where there's a lot of word of mouth, um, you know, and if something, somebody's looking for, you know, the, the best bar classes in, you know, in this area, then I, I think, and I hope that, you know, they turn to evolve mindful movement first, you know, if they're looking for something, you know, that has, 
the biggest space or the most equipment or, you know, most diverse array of different classes. That's not really where we play. That's not our strength. And I think, you know, knowing what our niche is has been very powerful to be able to yeah. express that very clearly that we're not all things to all people, but, you know, we do, we do this thing extraordinarily well and, you know, we can work with a variety of different um, clientele um, to introduce them to it or, you know, help them take their practice up and yeah. there. That's important to, to highlight as well too, right? Like we need to, to clarify who we are and who we're for yeah. internally before we try to communicate that message externally. Yeah. And you'd be blown away how often I hear people, whether in the small studio space or as grand as it can be that have attempted advertising in one capacity or another and didn't necessarily find the most fruitful results on the other side of that. But I think when I think about it, at least it makes sense, right? You've spent all of this time training and developing to learn your craft. We haven't spent that much time training or developing to be a marketer, right? Like that's a, that's a different skill set in and of itself. The people make full-time careers of this. So when I hear that we didn't get the best results, like it makes sense. I, I get it at least. I don't think it it's unfortunate because I think our industry has a tough time with effective marketing, mm -hmm. but it, it it's at least understandable from a starting point of we tried this, it didn't work, but it didn't work because yeah. I'm just not an expert in that field and that's okay, right? It would be crazy to expect you to be an expert in that field. But anyway, I'm interested in, in the next step here, Jackie. We've got leads coming in, regardless of the source. Word of mouth, they found us on social media. They happened to walk in off the street. Uh, talk, talk to me through kind of the sales process. When someone's interested in coming and potentially being a client, what happens for them to eventually sign up and, and train with you? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think tightening up that, you know, is another area that is, you know, is going to make a huge difference for for people in the fitness industry or any business, really, from my network yeah. of small business owner friends. Um, but what happens, you know, a lot of times I'll get an initial inquiry through my web form um, on my website. So somebody will find their way to the website, whether they find their way through social media or a postcard um, somewhere in town or word of mouth, whatever, they come to my website um, and then there's an inquiry form where you could fill out your name and, you know, sign up to receive more information or stay, you know, stay updated. Um, and so then they're added to my mailing list and, you know, I send regular mailings out and sometimes it's, you know, tips, sometimes it's a special discount or a certain, you know, offer, special, um, you know, new product preview or whatnot. And, you know, sometimes it's just, uh, you know, some tips or some mindfulness advice, something seasonal. Um, try not to bombard people, but try to keep them um, engaged. Keep us top yeah. of mind, keep, a, keep an engagement going. Um, but yeah, sometimes people will, will sign up for more information that way. And I find that the best way to move them from that first point of engagement to actually becoming a um, you know, committed long-term clients of ours is to pick up the phone and reach out to them via text or you know, phone call um, and, and engage them in dialogue as quickly as possible to understand what they're looking for. What about the website or what about our studio um, you know, drew them in? 
um, or intrigue them and answer their questions and clarify anything that needs to be clarified and, you know, invite them, you know, to book a class or to schedule um, a session, you know, as, as quickly as we can get that yep. in the studio, um, you know, the better. Yeah. So let me kind of summarize a couple of points as I understand. First things first, we're trying to capture information, right? A way that we can be in contact with this person. Whatever channel that results in, get them on an email list, get them on social media so we can communicate with them ongoing. From there, looking to funnel to some sort of in-person trial, right. if you will. We need to get them kind of test driving the product out, if you will, before we can have a greater conversation. Once that person is in, is that when we can kind of sit down and say, hey, here's what you're looking for. Here's the services that we have. Right. This is the best route for you to go. Is that when that happens? Yes, exactly. So then they're in person and then, you know, they could experience what the class is like, what the environment is like, you know, what the community is like, you know, see if they can envision themselves coming back there on a regular basis and enjoying that experience. And, you know, um, if, if the fit is good, um, then yeah, I mean, we want to present to them again, proactively, don't make them go hunting for it. Um, you know, let them know about, um, you know, the membership opportunity or, you know, if, if they aren't able to make a long-term commitment out of the gate, we'll get them to, you know, maybe purchase a, a pack of classes and, you know, talk to them about what class they'd like to sign up for next. And, you know, I think that's, again, one of the beautiful things about a small studio is you have a little bit more of a high touch experience where you're, you know, like personally yeah. engaging with a lot of the clients and, making recommendations and, oh, I think you'd really like this class. I think you'd love that instructor. And, you know, um, you know, asking for feedback so then you know, you know, what, what people love, what people don't love as much. And you can continue to refine what you're doing to match yep. what your clients are seeking. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's important, especially in your model where, in probably the average consumer's mind, it's going to be easy to draw comparison to the bigger commercial brands, Pure Bar, whatever exactly. tangible competitor we have. And so we need to have a little bit higher engagement. We need to personalize a little bit more and have that relationship because we probably aren't going to be able to compete on price and we don't want to compete on price. And we definitely don't want to compete in just who has deeper pockets with right. whatever these franchise models are. So we need to, to provide a higher caliber service beyond that. And, and this kind of tees up my next question. Anyway, Jackie, hypothetically, this person signs up, we've got a new client. What do you focus on most as the owner, as the steward of this business? What do you focus on to make sure this person stays a client for the long term? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I think it's really just getting to know them, you know, beyond just service chit chat in class, but understand, you know, what brought them there, um, what continues to bring them there. And I think to check in with them, like as a person, as well as physically, you know, asking people individually as much as I possibly can. So, you know, what's going on in your life and, you know, oh, how's your body feeling? Like, how did it feel like? How did things feel physically after last class? Like anything bothering you? Any 
new um, injuries or anything uncomfortable or anything you really want to focus on or work on more, like, you know, just asking very specific questions. Um, and it's interesting. I mean, people don't volunteer this information when they come in, you know, people are just not prone to suddenly share what's been hard or they slept really badly or, you know, they, you know, um, had some activity, you know, with the family, did a big hike. So they're specifically sore in a way that they aren't usually, or, you know, they hurt their shoulder. I don't know, like a, a couple of uh, classes ago, I, I had a group of people and probably once they started talking, three of them were like, yeah, my shoulder, it's really, you know, I have a shoulder issue. And so then we, you know, incorporated some specific mobility, um, you know, training movements that were focused on the shoulders more than usual. So, you know, not just the normal routine of, you know, this is what the class involves and we're not going to deviate from that. It's not a prepackaged offering, but it's a customized offering, um, you know. So I think everybody was impressed by that and appreciated that and was like, oh, my shoulder feels so much better. Like, oh, I feel like I'm so happy I came, you know, like, and the conversation is often well, I wasn't sure if I should come, if I should just rest, you know, because I've got this thing that was bothering me, whether it's a knee or shoulder or whatever it is. But if we talk about it and then we can kind of offer either some custom movements or even some modifications. So if one person has, oh, my ankle has really been giving me trouble, um, then it's like, okay, when we get to this part of class, here's what you're going to do um, specifically to help um, that ankle recover even quicker. Um, you know, so that they aren't kind of left feeling like, oh, shoot, like this just doesn't feel right. Or I don't, or they are pushing through the pain when they should be doing something else that would be better suited to the, whatever it is that they're working around. Um, you know, and I think when, when studios have a very formulaic approach, which I think many of the large chains do, that's when people end up like not being able to customize. You get clients who come in with an injury or something special that they're looking for a modification, but Maybe they don't raise their hand about it and, and they end up, you know, getting injured or thinking, okay, well, I just got to push pause on classes until I recover. I think, you know, that, that customized approach, that engagement along the way keeps them coming back even through the ups yeah. Sure. And so kind of the same answer to, to both the last question and this question, but Jackie, I want to, I want to shift gears a little bit. Our whole conversation has been, what have you done leading up to this point? forecast this thing out in the future. We've been doing this for, for three or four years now. We're going to chalk a couple of those years up to the pandemic and kind of losing our bearings for a little while, but look forward here. Three or four years from now, Yes. evolve mindful movement. What's your goal for this? Where do you see this going? I would see myself bringing on more instructors in the future, training a larger team, um, you know, so that we have more of a bench of really skilled instructors to draw from um, as we expand our schedule. I think that's my biggest goal moving forward. Um, yep. And it's, it's also the most challenging piece because of the way that I like to teach. You know, I, I want to make sure that it's not, um, nobody's being put in a box, but it doesn't mean it's a free for all either. You know, I want to make sure that the instructors are, highly, highly skilled, really trained, really tuned in to all the possible modifications and variations and, you know, ways to keep things, fre things fresh in class. Um, so it's a lot to teach. It's a lot to train. Um, 
so that's, you know, that's, that's my goal to bring on more instructors and mentor, um, you know, more up and coming instructors. Um, and yep. maybe bring in more people that perhaps didn't see themselves in the fitness industry, thought, thought of themselves more in the movement space or the dance space, you know, and, and sort of bring, uh, continuing to bring that, you know, fresh element, um, you know, in. Uh, for clients or for instructors or both? Well, for both, for both, really. I mean, but I was originally thinking for instructors um, yeah. because I think that creativity um, and that joy uh, through movement, you know, brings an element that I really, really want to keep um, super strong as part of our brand and part of the experience in the studio. It's not just about a workout that you are, you know, that you have to do and you're kind of, you know, pushing yourself through it and it, you know, you might not love it, but then you feel really good after, like, we really want to create an experience where it's um, super fun and super joyful through the experience, not just great because I did it. <laughs> yeah. Now, one sort of final question to, to big picture this thing. We get new staff in, we've got a fully built out roster. I assume that comes with somewhat of an increase in clientele as well to support sure. the larger staff. Do you think that there will ever come a time where you will move back into a larger studios or, or change physical space? Or do you think that Jackie has ideas in her head for multiple Evolve Mindful movements? What's the, the big, big long-term goal? I don't aspire to have multiple locations um, because I really feel passionate about my personal involvement in the studio. I really think that I've seen other studios change a lot and lose a lot of their, um, you know, the things that were most powerful and most wonderful when they decide to open multiple locations. And then it's not just a really passionate owner, but it's somebody that's sort of overseeing managers. And then like the whole thing gets, you know, potentially, um, significantly diluted in terms of the vision and, and the differentiation that they initially brought to the to the arena. So I want to keep that pure. I really feel strongly about it. Um, I am definitely not opposed to growth, but don't see myself opening multiple studios. I want yeah. to keep this like a rare gem. I ask because I think that there's been a, a paradigm shift in our industry more towards kind of your line of thought, whereas previous, we, we had this ego issue and judged ourselves on how many locations and how big and how grandiose. I think a lot more people have shifted towards the, the, the mindset that you just communicated here of, okay, I don't need a thousand members. But the people that I have, I'm going to serve them at the highest possible caliber. We can layer on other things along the way. And, and from a business standpoint, probably make just as much revenue. And, and to your point earlier, probably a healthier profit than even we did with the bigger audience. And so yeah. it's it's a win for everybody. The, the business owner, less stress, less moving parts. Mm -hmm. a better product the user a better product probably better results in the end i think all things play out well is there a place in the marketplace for that big mega chain certainly and they exist 
but there is more than enough room in the marketplace for a service like this. And I think it's needed now more than ever. So it'll be interesting to see how that shapes up for you here in the future. Jackie, I want to save a little bit of time at least to, to give you the mic and, and tell people where they can connect with you. We mentioned social media earlier. What's the best website? What are those social media handles? Where can people find you? Thank you so much. Yeah, folks can find us online at our website, evolveportsmouth.com. So it's E-V-O-L-V-E-P-O-R-T-S-M-O-U-T-H.com. Um, and then on social media, you can find us at Evolve Mindful Movement. Um, so yeah, love to engage with folks in, in all ways, um, you know, whatever is most convenient for them. Um, but yeah, on social media at Evolve Mindful Movement and at our website, uh, evolveportsmith.com. Or if you're in the Fantastic. area, then hopefully we'll be able and to- And swing on by if we're local. My favorite. Connect with Jackie and the team on all of those platforms that she just mentioned. Jackie, this has been fun. I, I enjoy this type of conversation and- Me too, thank you. Exploring businesses and seeing the, the inner workings of how these things function. I can't tell you how excited I am for our industry and for you moving forward. I appreciate your time here and I wish you nothing but the best. Thanks so much. It was such a pleasure being here. Happy holidays. Absolutely. <laughs> Happy holidays. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today, and my name is Joseph. And joining me on the show are Matt and Claire from the Sweat Bank in Burton-on-Trent, United Kingdom. Welcome to the show, you guys. How are you both doing today? Yeah, good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, really good. Thank you. Good. I'm glad to you know hear that you guys are doing good, and I'm excited to dive deeper into what it is that you guys are doing at the Sweat Bank. But before we dive into the nitty-gritty business side of things, when someone asks you about the Sweat Bank and what it is you guys do, you know, what do you normally tell them? Um, so we usually tell them it's a personal training and open gym facility. Mm -hmm. um, we really do focus on their well-being, mental health well-being as well. So it's a full package. Um, they can come to us and not only get fit and hit their fitness goals, but also with the mental side of it as well. So we really like to create a whole family environment um, and make sure they're hitting every single goal that they have. Mm -hmm. Okay, Matt? Yeah, absolutely. Just to sort of follow on from that. Um, I think um, if you were to ask people 
what is the sweatband call about? I think most nine, nine people out of ten would say that it's a, it's just a really good community place to go to. I think what we're most proudest of um, is that we've created a really nice space for people to come and train. We say that egos are left at the door. Um, and when you come in, we know it, we could tell you what every single name of, of, of all of our members. Um, and they, they, yeah, I mean, we've just created a really nice space, um, which people are comfortable in training in. And yeah, we're really proud of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's just say, you know, I decide to get my passport and travel on over to, you know, burn on Trent United Kingdom. How would I know where you guys are? How would I find you guys? Yeah, I think we've got quite a good social media presence. We, we, we do quite a lot. We're quite active um, on the social media presence. And um, looking at our sort of where do we get most of our leads from, it's, it's through word of mouth. And I think speaking to other business owners, it's easy to lose sight of what you have got and get mm -hmm. greedy and try and reach out and just try and get more members in, more members in, more members in. And what we've really done well is um, look after our members and they have actually sold our business for us. Mm -hmm. So your question, I would say that you would probably hear about us word of mouth almost, and then probably social media after that, because we are quite active on social media. Mm -hmm. Okay. So social media is, you know, what kind of platforms are you guys on? Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we use all of those platforms, all the popular platforms to promote every day. So every single day we have some kind of promotion going on there or just activity. So whether it be a class that we're running that day or a personal training session, fitness we hide content, yeah. yeah, a lot of fitness content. We highlight that through. Um, and then our members and personal training clients are sharing that as well. So it's continuously going. Yeah. Okay. So it's mainly the Instagram, Facebook and TikTok there. So you know, it's I want to ask this question here to, you know, get you guys thinking in the future before we dive really deep. Um, what is the main goal that you guys are working towards in the next 12 months? Yeah, so, so next 12 months, um, we're looking at expanding internally. Um, we were fortunate enough in the first lockdown to receive some funding through our council, uh, which we we invested straight in the gym that paid for a mezzanine flooring, which is, uh, expands the, the upstairs floor space, which we have initially. Um, and yeah, just in answer to your question, I would say to expand internally, create more floor space as the business is growing and we're getting more members just to sort of keep reinvesting um, more floor space, more equipment. Um, and then with the current growth of, of the business, um, we're potentially going to be looking at um, another unit elsewhere as well. <laughs> yeah, so that's definitely realistic within the next 12 months based on the growth that we've had already. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when you say expand internally, what is the you know focus internally? Is it more members, staff, retention? What does that look like for you? It's staffing, but also we want to extend the floor as well upstairs to allow mm. more space. We'd like to be able to have, because um, we've currently got one shower room, we'd like to. Yeah. Yep. Um, to make it, the facilities amazing. Yep. Um, and obviously more staff as well to allow Matt and myself free time to be able to go and open the second one. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting to uh, 
you know, think about where you guys could bring this. Um, so expanding internally, more staffing so that you both can, you know, get more time on your guys' hands so you can do, you know, the big needle moving tasks that need to happen. Um, so obviously with that, you know, extension of flooring and space, that means you guys will be able to, you know, potentially hold more members. So I'm exactly. curious with where you guys are at right now, how many people are you serving? So how many members do we have now? Yeah, we currently have around 250 members. Um, and I think realistically with the current space that we've got mm -hmm. and looking at busy times, we could probably push to around 300 members would be our cap at the moment. Yeah. Before it started getting a bit too busy. And one thing that we don't want to do is be a high volume gym. We're not a, we're not a, um, a big chain uh, gym. Uh, we, mm -hmm. we don't in we want it to be more personal sort of uh, family ran uh, and we want people to have a, a consistently good experience and, and within that obviously people aren't waiting to get on equipment um so yeah at the moment we've got around 250 active members and i think we could push that to 300 with the current space that we've got mm -hmm. okay so let's go back now here to the marketing side of things so in order to get that 300 you know what are you guys you know, dialing in on, on the marketing side of the social medias. Yeah. Is so, it more so, organic or are you guys diving into the paid advertising as well? It's more organic. That's yeah. the way we've always gone. Occasionally we'll do a little bit of the, the paid promotion. Uh -huh. um, but we really do believe it goes um, on word of mouth. Yeah. It all comes from our members. And we believe when a member is saying how much of a good experience they're having and sharing that out, their friends will then come and join as well. Yeah, just to follow on from that. We, we we do now and again do paid advertisement because I do believe it works. And mm -hmm. um, our most recent sort of social media post um, is a like and share competition, which mm -hmm. we'd like to do now and again. We've we've just launched our new promo video, um, and obviously going into the new year, um, the golden quarter, we we like to call it. So January, February, March is generally the busiest. So it's a fun time. time. Within yeah. the gym, yeah. So we need we we really need to make sure we're we're on our, on top of our game during this time to maximise the potential leads essentially. So we've currently got a like and share competition on our promo video, where we're giving away two months membership, personal training, and uh, something else we can't remember. But basically, you have to like the post, share it, tag two friends in. So essentially, you're just trying to get it out there as much as possible. And we've also paid for that post to go out to more people and mm -hmm. so quite a good return off that so yeah they, these paid work. advertisements do work but as claire's mentioned generally organically seems to work best for us with word of mouth okay so why do you think that is i just think we're consistent with the service that we provide um i think just mentioning what i said earlier um is that you it's quite easy to sort of as soon as we've signed someone up, sort of right, they're in there now. We'll we'll go on and get the next lot of people. But we're not like that. And yeah, we just make sure that we look after the, what we've yeah. got and give a consistent. Um, what's what I'm looking for? Consistent customer service. Yeah. I think we're both really believe in that. And as soon as that, Matt said, as soon as somebody comes in, we get to know them. We want to make sure they're not only hitting yeah. their fitness goals, but they're looked they're, after, they're yeah. looked after and they're going to continue this rather than it be a short term yeah. goal. Yeah. Rather than join after Christmas, three months and fall off. We want yeah. to make sure they're with us 
they'll stay with us and um they'll, they'll make it a lifestyle change for them yeah and we genuinely do care about our members we, we every single member has their own fitness journey we make it almost compulsory that every single member has a tailored personal training program or sorry a tailored fitness program um so they come in the gym they know exactly what they've got to do and mm -hmm. um, we will sit them all down with um and get and do a consultation with every single member find out what their goals are we'll then go and do their their tailored fitness program and then they've just got structure because i know that sometimes it's hard to come in the gym and, and, and not not everyone knows what they're doing they, they'll, mm -hmm. they'll train aimlessly and they'll do a few reps of this a few reps of that and not really know what they're doing um with the greatest respect so that's where we make sure that everyone has got a, a program to follow. And we've found that that's really helped our retention because mm -hmm. people come in, they know what they're doing uh, and they just feel looked after uh, mm -hmm. generally. Yeah. And, you know, when you do take care of your members, you know, that relationship is built and they're more apt to come back because obviously you're taking care of them. And, you know, back to what yeah. Claire said, the customer service, if people feel like they're welcome, they're going to come back. Um, yeah. So I'm going to ask a hard question here for you both because you did mention retention. So on average, how many people are falling off of the membership? We're really proud of not many. Yeah. Um, we probably have. You want a number, don't you? You want a number from us. We're here <laughs> for the uh, business side. We probably have rounds one a month would you say yeah i'd say th three stroke four maximum but they're students generally mostly. students with a non yeah which is a we do a student membership with no contract so they're not oh. tied in okay. um but yeah three or four but every month touchwood so far <laughs> we've we've always been in a plus we've not we've lost a few members here and there but yeah. when you look i'm not sure it's the gross or the net it's when you look at the addition each mm -hmm. month the worst month we've probably had to date is probably a gain of two or three. Mm -hmm. On a good month, we've gained 20 members. So, yeah, we know at some point that's going to plateau because we're still in our infancy in two years. But, mm -hmm. yeah, so far, so good. And we're, we're really proud of that. Yeah. Okay, so what kinds of systems do you guys have in place in order to retain your members so that they will not fall off? So constant communication, but also um, the fitness plan that we give them when they first join us, um, that's renewed. Um, we like to say it's renewed every three months, but if somebody wants it sooner or later, mm -hmm. we just make sure that's renewed. So they've always got a new fitness plan to work to. Yeah. Um, you know we're on hand. We do a lot of in-house competitions as well. So Yeah, members events. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of members events. So this all keeps the retention yeah okay so it sounds like uh these systems are pretty solid so i'm curious you guys what do you both think you know within the business right now is the biggest bottleneck that is holding you guys back from getting to that next level of business staffing staffing yeah, yeah. i mean me, me and claire obviously we we both work full-time mm -hmm. um and we obviously with owning a business there's no such thing as a day off so we'll go and do our nine ten hour shift whatever it may be we'll come home and we'll continue to do the admin and, and whatever needs doing the social media content and i'm sure every business owner that's listening to this is nodding their head thinking yes. i know exactly what you mean here 
Um, so yeah, in order, in, in answer to your question, it's the staffing. I mean, if we, if we could take on more staff, which mm -hmm. we're nearly there with, it would free up our time a little bit to then progress to that next level in the way of looking for a new, new venue, maybe for, uh, for another gym or uh, doing more outreach days, flyer drops, things like that. We're just restricted at the moment with, mm -hmm. with the times of that because of staffing, essentially. Okay. So what's holding you guys back from getting, you know, another staff member in the business? Um, it, it, black and white, probably finances. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're not far away from that. I mean, we're, we're probably in a position now where we can offer someone maybe a couple more, a couple more yeah. shifts, um, which would then free us up. Um, and, and also we're expecting twin girls in three months, which is going <laughs> to, um, which we, which we didn't mention, which is obviously going to take up a lot of our time, but not try not to go off track here a little bit. It's yeah, it's, it's, we, we were close to it. So I think within the next few weeks or months or whatever it may be, we're going to be in a position where we can offer another, um, position. another position, which will then free us up. So we're really, really close to that. Mm. Okay. So you mentioned that it's, mainly the finances side of things. So what do you guys have to do within the business right now in order to, you know, let's just say increase revenue to pay another trainer? Just be consistent, really. I think our growth is brilliant at the minute. And I just need to think we need to be patient with that. Um, it is patience, isn't it? I think yeah. we give ourselves another six Six months will be well and truly yeah. there. Obviously, we're ambitious and, and same as every business owner. You want to get there as fast as you can, but we're also very realistic that it's not going to happen overnight. And mm -hmm. we're happy with our growth at the minute. And if we continue to grow at the speed that we're growing, then we're going to be there within a few months and we're okay with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we invest in most of the profit straight back into new equipment. Yeah. And obviously, we want to extend the flooring. So it's a lot of that where we're holding it back a little bit so we can yeah. get more staff on board. Mm. Actually own all of our equipment. We don't lease any of it. So a, a priority of ours was to try and own the equipment as, as, as quick as we can. Yep. And we, we own all of that equipment. Um, and now the investment is going to be with the staff. That's our next priority. That is awesome, you guys. I'm excited to uh, see where you guys bring this business. Um, we are running short on time, but before we hop off of here, I would love for you both to share that one piece of advice that you would give your younger self getting into this gym business. Okay. From myself, I would say um, invest in yourself as many qualifications as you can and go straight for what you really want to do. Um, don't be nervous. Don't hold back. If you want to be a personal trainer, experience is key. So go straight in and get that experience. Yeah. Yeah, for, for me, I mean, the best bit of advice I've ever had, uh, I went to um, a conference once and this was at a stage where me and Claire was toying with the idea of setting up the business. And the guy said to me, if, if, this, idea, if this idea scares you, then do it. And I think fortune favours the brave and everyone has got the potential to, to be an entrepreneur and follow their dream. And if, if they back themselves, knowing that they've got the work ethic, um, yes, you're going to have to make a lot of sacrifices along the way. But if it scares you, then just go ahead and do it. What is the, what's the worst thing that could happen? I like you that. fail, you learn and you do it again. 
Uh, yes. You win some or you, lose, or you learn some, don't you? That is awesome, you guys. Thank you for sharing those. And I want to thank you both for, you know, hopping on today on the podcast and, you know, contributing to the show. It was a great time speaking with you both. Yeah, thank thanks you for having, having us. <laughs> of course. And also, lastly, what are your guys' social medias and the website so our listeners can find you? Yeah, so website is www.thesweatbank.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram is at the sweatbank fitness and uh, Facebook is just the sweatbank. Awesome. Thank you for sharing those. And to all the listeners, I want to thank you guys for tuning in today and, you know, taking a listen here. Uh, we appreciate you very much. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about our future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Curtis Gardner from Frontline Fitness out of Grantham, UK. Welcome to the show, Curtis. How are you today? Thank you very well. Yourself? I'm doing great. I'm super excited to talk to you today about the business. Um, But before we dive into it, first, tell us about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. Um, So I I first started off uh, seven years ago um, from a previous owner, and I decided to take the gym on. um, And I had a client base that I wanted to um, adapt and grow and then see myself there for the next few years time, which I am here today i love it i love what i do um i enjoy helping people and achieving people's results yeah that's awesome so when did it change from you know your own personal training business to owning a gym or why did you decide to buy the gym um so when i first started the place when i first walked in through the doors i didn't i had no idea to uh run a gym or like buy it like own a gym I know I never have my intentions to do that so um when I first came into the scene uh I just wanted to become a personal trainer like a self-employed you know like rent a chair um just pay you pay subscription for a month and have some clients and just do that as a full-time and just be a really busy PT um Mm -hmm. you know and that's what I wanted to do um I mean I still do to be fair um but like I, I just got the offer came up and I never looked back with it to be fair 
um so people people are very friendly um like the atmosphere is really great um so there's always positive feedback all the time so everyone really enjoys the workouts we always offer that's awesome yeah it kind of just like fell into your lap and, and here you are now a business owner so I think that's super cool yeah um but tell us about frontline fitness so how do you describe the gym to someone who's never been in before and kind of give us like an overview of, of the services that you offer okay so, so as soon as you walk through the doors um so we offer it's functional fitness um so it's mixture of like strength conditioning so we've got like um so you've got weights cardio um bodyweight exercises um you're doing more classes as well so we do a mixture of variety of classes so it'd be um like bit like compound exercises uh just full body work- workouts like a mashup um and then you're doing like interval training as well um so like high intensity um just just an all-rounder core core work um just anything really and we do like boxing classes as well uh we've run we've run circuits um we do we do all sorts in our facility um we also offer uh an open gym service um so we do that for 24 hours with a lot of trust and we tend to we have a lot of people who come in just to do general fitness as well so we have like a different age category um so from like age of 16 up to the our oldest members up to 70 um so he's he's an absolute machine his name's steve is he, he was in the gym tonight funny enough and he was absolutely killing it tonight um and no one's hardly have any injuries in our gym so we always make sure everyone's technique and forms absolutely spot on that's awesome yeah that's that's super important especially when you're working with all ages make sure you know the the younger people have a great foundation for exercise and then making sure you're keeping the older people safe as well. Um, yeah. So how many members do you currently have um, in the in the facility? Uh, so we have like over 120. Um, so we do have like um, people who just want to come and pay as you go, uh, who are not who are not members, um, but memberships over, 20, over, over 120. Um, and it is a busy gym throughout the day, morning, afternoon and evening. Um, and we have like per class, we max capacity we can have is about 20 people, max capacity. Um, so like we, if it gets too manic, sometimes we tend to do like partner workouts, team workouts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so if people sometimes say, oh, I don't know if I should be partnered up with this person, they might, I might slow them down. But like the other person will be very supportive of them and encourage him. And then it'd be like, well, we keep up we just stick together we just go through it take our time and that's a really good bond that shows a lot of respect and you can't like not in for yourself but you're helping each other um and you you can't like not letting the other person down um so it shows that kind of response of the community as well yeah definitely i think that's awesome that kind of builds that community bond when you do those like partner workouts and those group classes awesome um tell me about like your Tell me about like your marketing strategy. Um, so how have you been able to bring in those, you know, 120 plus members um, so far? Um, so, so obviously people come and go. Um, so throughout the years, obviously. Um, so when we first started off, I, I struggled to get to 20 or 30 members mm-hmm. um, just because obviously we were just, as I took it on, um, it was really, really low on numbers. Um, and then I had to give everything I got. So 
in order to spend money, you have to make money. Mm-hmm. And you kind of like investing in a lot of equipment over the years. Um, so just build, build it brick by brick. Um, so just, just always trying to use social media, marketing it really well. So using Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Google, um, anything, anything, just to try and like um, boost it up as much as you can. Yeah, definitely. Tell me more about your experience on, on social media. Do you use uh, paid advertising on social media or are you just organically um, posting? Uh, both. Both. Cool. tend to do both. Cool. Um, have you seen a good return on the ads you've paid for um, through digital marketing? Yeah. Yeah. Tend to tend to receive my money back. Um, so as soon as you spend a bit of money into it, you tend to get your money back quite quick is how you market it. It's what your target audience is using. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think word of mouth is great, but it's not as predictable as, you know, putting money into to an ad and knowing that you're going to get some sort of return back and, and target new people that have never, you know, heard of your gym before. Um, so what are you actively doing now? Let's say, you know, I moved to the area. Um, how would I know that you're there? What are you actively doing in this moment um, to bring people okay. in? So, so, so say, for example, if you search in gyms in Grantham mm-hmm. or you like where, where I'm from, obviously. So if you say... You, you search for gyms around your nearest area, I should pop up straight away. Awesome. Um, so um, I always edit, I always customize um, my profile. Um, and if I was going to, if you were going to move over and you got, you got Facebook or you got Instagram and you, you still do the search engine on there, mm-hmm. then hopefully now, hopefully I do pop up. I'd be one for choices out there because mm-hmm. there's so many gyms out there obviously um and that's so it's growing town um for a small town there's always loads of gyms and competition all around all the time um so it's good to be number one yeah definitely i think that search engine optimization um should definitely be be utilized that's good to hear that you are um so what are your goals going forward do you hope so to like grow that number base you know ad services uh so so obviously so Go forward, um, we're, we're just trying to um, experiment out at the moment. Um, so we've been kind of like had an ultimate decision with it in the past few months time. Mm-hmm. So there was a few members that were very keen on it and there was quite a few members that were very keen on it. But the ones that weren't very keen on it, we're just kind of keeping the same membership, the same services, nothing's changed for them at all. But the new services, what we're offering, we're offering a CrossFit facility. Um, we've just been affiliated by CrossFit.com. Um, so we're called CrossFit Unit 5. Um, so we're going to be using that for our classes next year. So we're going to be offering, um, yeah, basically a CrossFit program as well. Um, so we're basically, what we're trying to do, what we're trying to target, we're trying to target um, a new audience as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, so it's just basically just trying to uh, get a good clientele. Um, so you've got like, uh, again, you've got a mixture of all sorts. Again, just to kind of like, we want it to be a really good community-based, obviously. Um, so we want people to come in positive, no negative feedbacks, no egos. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we never want that at all in our facility. Um, so, yeah, just basically just, 
be a good niche to have in our services. So we, our strongest point of our view is the people to keep the equipment, obviously, is, is great. It's really good kit. And um, what we offer is a 24-hour service as well, um, which most gyms are very limited to their times, like for the open gym. And no one wants to, if your gym's not open for one hour for open gym, no one's going to come to it, are they? Um, or if you've got like, a short amount of time, so they're, they're not going to get their money's worth. So we want to make sure they get their money's worth and offer a really great service. And, and we give we always give that person 100% effort all the time. Yeah, I think that's super important too. And I like that it's 24 hours because, you know, everyone has a different work schedule and, and what works for some people might not work yeah, for others. And so, yeah, definitely. Um, so what's your plan to target those people that might be interested in CrossFit? So, you know, as you explain your services, um, how are you going to get the word out that, that you now offer CrossFit? Okay, so um, obviously CrossFit is getting so big now. Um, mm-hmm. So it is really, really high. Um, it has been for a very long time. Um, so the way it is now it's evolving there's always new things in the crossfit world now um it's it's formed a really great community as well um and it's functional fitness so it's kind of stuff that we are talking about um so what we're trying to do is trying to mark push push it as much as we can um and trying to word of mouth will help out more what tells people um the more it will go more people hear about it and your local area and, and people like how you are today really but we still keep it frontline fitness obviously um but we're just offering another service another, another service to be fair yeah yeah so keeping that that quality customer service the same just adding that um that yeah, new element um, to it and continuing yeah. to market the way you do. Yeah, I think that's really smart. Um, so what happens after you know someone is interested? Um, maybe they click on your Facebook ad or they send you an email. Um, what's the next step? How do you turn that lead in, into a member? Um, so we tend to um take them through all the memberships, what we offer. Mm-hmm. Um, we offer a free trial. So we would just say, like, come in for free just do a free taster get the feel for brace um and then take it from there um and we just go through like say if you have like any injuries um and then we just try to adapt to them so they're safe um so they're not going to hurt themselves okay and then when you say we do that so is it you doing like the selling and the consultation or the free trials or do your coaches do it as well yeah yeah yeah. coaches do it as well yeah definitely awesome um, yeah, would you say there's like the same sort of conversion rate like across the board? Like you have a pretty solid system that works no matter who's doing it, or do you see you know you sell more than your coaches? How does that work? Uh, so we just kind of like we 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 t- tend to have them say they come they come in have a look around. Mm-hmm. Um, we always get them to have a look around, give them a grand tour. What we have here. Um, what I'm basically what I'm talking to you about, um, show them around, give them a tour, and then we say to them, well, okay, do you want to book in for your session? Would you like to? Uh, when are you next free? Um, and then we have a booking app called BookFit, which is really great. Um, it's so easy, so basic to use. Um, and then we're just getting booked in for their first class. Um, and then we just 
describe the workouts and what we tend to do um and then we just go for go from there yeah that's awesome I just asked because you know a lot of people especially like me when I got into the industry I was a personal trainer and had no idea like anything about sales so it, it can kind of be difficult sometimes when you're a trainer or a coach and then you're also you know expected to sell um so I don't know if you had like some a specific process or a sales coaching um kind of process that you went through um with you or your coaches so it's interesting mm-hmm. Um, okay, so when someone is a member, how do you keep them long term? What is um, what's your strategy for retention? Um, so we tend to we know there's no contract in our gym. Um, so there's a lot of gyms out there that tend to have three year contracts or a year's contract or six months. We tend not to. Um, we like to give we like to have our customers give us one month's notice. Um, say if they tend to move on or leave or anything happens with them um, like a cancellation so it just gives a bit of notice it's just a bit like curtsy um, that's how we roll really to be fair that's awesome yeah I think it's um, providing a good service to your clients and they'll stick around when they see that value and that's good that you have like that 30 day notice um, even though you don't have a contract I think that's that's smart too so you can how you're gonna you know fill in the gaps of, of people leaving and that turnover um so what would you say is like the biggest challenge um that you face in the business right now so and you mentioned to me like your goal is to grow you would like a few more members you're adding services what would you say is your biggest challenge right now biggest challenge right now is um obviously with with like uh, with the cost of living going up as well mm-hmm obviously um so we tend we don't really want to we've tried it we did we did put our membership up by extra two pound fifty per client uh last six months time and even it helped out overall but if we the next if we have to if we have to do so um we we, we do we don't really want to put the prices up for our membership because we think our that that specific number is really great um for what it is um for what they're getting um so if you don't want to be you think there's a difference between you can be putting your prices too high but you got to try and find that balance if that makes sense um so it's trying to attract what you're trying to show mm-hmm. yeah i think um getting through the recession is something that's come up in most of my conversations, if not all recently, because it is like a scary time with inflation going up, um, cost of living, you know, even like electricity is so much more expensive over there. Um, So yeah, I think it'll be, you know, finding ways we can provide our clients with more value and that way we can, you know, charge more or, you know, increase our our current member base. So I think that adding CrossFit will do that for you as well. Um, But yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you have any other like plans or strategies for where you know as we go into the into this recession? Yeah, so so when what we did with this CrossFit was we made a new page and it's it's starting off really obviously it's week one at the moment. We've mm-hmm. gained like three or four members out of it so far. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like people just did drop ins. They knew what they're doing. I know them as well. I've not seen for a long time. Um, like a few old members, a few old faces that have just come back. Um, so they just want to see all the changes there 
even you can see he's improving like his facility you can see he's interested as well um obviously they're talking about me about that um so like they can see that i want to do this as well into that going basically going into the crossfit route as well um which crossfit's not for everybody i totally get that mm-hmm. um but there's ways around it where it can develop and it's suitable to everybody it's scalable as well yeah definitely um when you mentioned like yeah yeah when you mentioned scalable do you have like um any like aspirations to open a second location or a bigger studio or are you kind of happy with the the gym Um, so well (laughs) so at the moment i'm happy where i am um so what we need to do is we need to develop this project we need mm-hmm. to get we our target we need to get 50 members for mm-hmm. crossfit we've got 125 members for frontline most of the frontline members want to move to crossfit so what we're going to do we're going to develop with crossfit next year because mm-hmm. it's a good start to the new year um so fingers crossed that we should do well with that yeah. come summertime if we get to the goal if we do get to 50 members which would be great and then just see what happens from there, obviously, um, and getting some goals. So say, for example, like come and enter a, like a competition, something like that, or um, do like an in-house comp or like a throwdown or mm-hmm. even like a charity event, anything like that, just to give them a goal, just to keep them interested as well. Um, or from fundraiser would be great as well. Um and then, and then, like a couple of years time down down line, uh, it'd be nice to get a bigger facility. Um, so, which will be nice to do two rooms or uh, twice as big unit, um, and offer still do frontline fitness and still do CrossFit unit five. Yeah, I think that's that's a super good goal, and it's great to hear that you're growth oriented and, and thinking about the future and. Um, yeah, you not have limiting to. yourself to where you are now, but looking ahead at, at all you could still accomplish. Um, but what would be like a piece of advice that you would give to someone who wants to open their own gym? Um, a lot of our listeners are aspiring gym owners, um, and that's one of the reasons they listen. Um, so what would you tell them or what would you go back and tell yourself seven years ago um, as a piece of advice for, for new gym owners? Um, you have to be keen, obviously. You can't be lazy. You have to um be serious and put the hours in um so you, i'm a firm believer if you put 100 percent effort into it you'll get 100 percent back the, the the hours are quite long um obviously it is unsociable hours um it's not a nine to five job for sure you have to um you have to be good at working early mornings you have to be good at during during the day obviously fit your own time of doing your own training you have to be good at working at night time late at the evening um and you just have to have so much energy and the enthusiasm is the key to it yeah totally agree i think um, a lot of us yeah. you know start a business thinking we'll just get to do our passion all day but yeah it is really hard work and you you do things you wouldn't even expect you would have to do like you know cleaning floors and marketing and yeah. payroll and yeah. all this stuff so yeah yeah it's a lot a lot to do being a business owner obviously <laughs> a lot to do yeah sure um well thank you curtis so much for being on the show and sharing all this with us today tell us where can we find you what's like your instagram your facebook your website all that good stuff 
Yes, yeah, so um, we we only have we don't have a website at the moment. I haven't had a website since I've had the business for seven years. I've never had a website. Um, I just spoke to someone today about it. Funny enough, and we are going to get a website next year. Um, so just want to off just want to show what another description and what we do. To be fair, what we offer. Um, so it just tells detail about it. Um, where we have it is uh we have instagram account our instagram is footline fitness um 2022 um and we have crossfit unit five which is our new page uh, we do have facebook as well um our facebook is footline fitness uh or we have crossfit unit five as of Facebook page. Awesome. Frontline Fitness, CrossFit Unit 5. Everyone check them out on social media. Um, thank you again, Curtis, for being on the show and sharing your knowledge with us today. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. And then to all of our listeners, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.